0: The biggest indicator that I see that someone's going to kill it and be successful isn't even necessarily like their product or looking at their ad account. Usually it's like someone who understands what they like, their strengths and weaknesses or what they do and don't know. Sales and marketing for e-commerce brands.
1: What's going on guys? Whoever can spend the most on marketing and knock out go out of business is the person that ends up winning.
2: And so what looked like what was going to be breaking even is now like a 5x return on ad spend. And so that's what people don't necessarily always get. You can't just
1: bury pain or fear with optimism.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ecom Growth Show. Guys, we've got our salespeople on the line, waiting to be admitted to the Zoom room. And what's so special about this?
1: They don't even know.
2: They don't even know they're being a part of our vlog. (laughs) So what we're gonna do guys is we're gonna admit them to the Zoom room. We're gonna surprise them, spring a conversation with them on you know, just some of the common challenges that e-commerce store owners are having, because they're speaking to people every single day, several people every single day, diving into their issues, hoping them strategize how to blow past that. So I'm gonna admit them to the room, we're gonna introduce these fellers, and we'll see if they're game.
1: Gentlemen. Oh, Patrick on his iPhone. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> how you guys doing, Are you, are doing you guys today?
3: sitting on both sides of it like this? Like, Dan's here, you're here?
1: Yeah,
2: so we got a little secret to let you guys in on. You're on the vlog. We're doing a vlog. <laughs> we wanted to catch you guys off guard, see uh, how you guys handle the pressure. But what we wanna do, guys, is... Five minutes. Introduce both you guys, five minutes. You guys talk to thousands of people and uh, we just kind of want to hear from you guys. You know, what are some of the common issues that online store owners are having? Because if someone can figure out the common issues, they can avoid it. You know what I mean? But there's all those common things that we see over and over and over again. So we just want to invite you guys into that conversation and give you the opportunity to share kind of you know, just some of the biggest, most common issues that we see, you know, whether that's in big ad accounts, people just getting started or whatever. So if it's cool, Matthew, your, your video's up right now. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself real quick and tell us a little bit about how, uh, how you engage with our prospects.
3: Sure. Yeah. My name's Matthew. And I would say as far as engaging, like we have a pretty straightforward approach. that's um, it's filled with a ton of integrity. And is dialed in towards making sure that what somebody's dealing with, the issues they're having with their Facebook ads, Instagram ads, things like that, um, is something we can actually provide them a service towards and help them. So um, no call is ever done where we think you know, 100% we can until we've actually done our due diligence and have gone through the process with them, checked out the ad account if they have one and um, can ultimately pass them through and and have somebody like Patrick who does second calls, tell them 100% we can help you with um, what you guys are dealing with, so.
2: Sweet, I love it. And then Patrick, why don't you just introduce yourself and kind of tell about the process, uh, you know, once they're speaking
0: with you. Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm Patrick, uh, head of business development, and currently at Black Square, because, my internet's not working very well, um, so I mean, basically, like my my process. Once we have talked to someone initially, we'll get analyst access to their ad account, and I pretty much dive in and kind of see what exactly is going on, um, like what's the issue. And, and there's, you know, Rob, there's like a there's a ton of different things that, I, like in, in terms of, I don't know, what can derail people or um, give them, you know. let them have a bad experience, I guess, diving with Facebook. I feel like, you know, Facebook is, it's not rocket science, but I think it's complicated enough with enough, like, kind of pitfalls that I see some, like, pretty common mistakes. I mean, very often, a lot of them are based around, like, initial, like, um, campaign objectives, driving traffic and getting the right type of people there. Um, I think in general, though, like, most companies that I look at, are getting in front of their target audience. Like Facebook makes it pretty easy, even if you don't know what you're doing, to like use some pretty advanced tools and get in front of the right people. Usually it's more so like people just aren't getting enough touch points. Like people, you know, once they drive traffic or someone sees them, you know, people click on ads all the time of stuff that they totally like, they would totally purchase. It's just if they don't pull out their wallet right then and there. Like people tend to kind of forget about it and move on. So at least from my perspective, you know, we we tend to be pretty practical about it and looking at, okay, what's your bottlenecks? Like where are you trying to get to? And, you know, what's stopping you from getting there now? We're focused on a little tiny sliver of that, which is like the customer acquisition. And there's all the managing of business and inventory and all the other things that like make a business. Business, you know kind of difficult at the same time um, but yeah on, and with that initial piece of acquisition I, I think that's kind of like the biggest thing from mm-hmm. my perspective is like if you're not staying top of mind for people if you're not like all over their feeds once they get there you're just you're not giving yourself like the greatest chance to you know get that sale which ultimately like that's what matters like, you know mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something you
2: say all the time, you know, when we cause people can get so lost in the tools, right? They make it pretty easy to start doing some pretty advanced things, but I love when you kind of just summarize it, you know, with someone. And I would say this is true, regardless of the level that they're at, whether they're just starting out or whether they're spending, you know, three, $4,000 a day, it's like you still got to put yourself in a realistic chance to succeed every single day. And so regardless of what you're doing with the tools, regardless of how crazy segmented your audiences are, if you're not getting the touch points, people won't purchase because it just takes that many. You know, it takes seven, eight, you know, they're even saying nine, 10, 11 touch points these days to get somebody to purchase. And so it seems like the one of the common issues we see, if I can just kind of reflect back at you, sure. people can kind of build, you know, somewhat of a funnel but they're just lacking on the amount of touch points. Would you say that's pretty true? And is it true that that's like not exclusive to like a big business or a small business?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think in general that's usually like the main issue that I'll see in ad accounts. I mean, obviously we're taking it like a few steps farther and really diving into like segmenting individual steps, kind of like looking at where customers are kind of in their journey and trying to tailor our ad creative like messaging basically around that but but I mean I, I think like you know even when it comes to touch points like once you get like the right person to your site they click on it you know even if they have every intention of buying like we see people people that will click on ads they'll go to it, they'll send it to their friends like hey check this out totally plan on buying it and then just they end up kind of like forgetting about it you know and I, I think that that needs to be like frequent and immediate when you get back in front of someone like I'm a big fan of like same day that person getting exactly what they clicked on in their newsfeed and then like, you know, we're really good at kind of sequencing them out. But really with the kind of the framework in it that you don't have to like sell your soul to run advertising. What you're trying to do is like, like get past that trust factor. Like pretty much every consumer out there, I feel like at some point has like clicked on an ad. Saw something that they thought they liked, bought it, and then were like filled with deep regret right afterwards because they realized that it's like shipping from China and won't be there for 40 days and it's junk. You know, <laughs> like that drop shipping isn't the only bad thing out there. And not all drop shipping is bad, some of them are great. Um, but I feel like everyone kind of, there's always like this little bit of a trust factor there when it comes to like buying something online from a random site. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the two ways to like get past that is like, number one, people like buying from people. So show who you are, have like a, you know, decent presence. Like let it be very, if you're passionate about your business, you're passionate about like giving people opportunities around you, show that on your website so people can connect with you. Video is an awesome way to do that. And then from there, people get to your site and then just stay top of mind everything that you're doing from the point that they like get to your site is all based around like building trust it's not based around just pushing product or like the worst is just like throwing discounts at people until they purchase like Mm -hmm. that throwing a discount at someone has nothing to do with the actual like reason why they didn't purchase in the first place right because the extreme end of
2: that is like all the way down at the totem pole where people have free products plus shipping,
3: you
1: know what I mean? They took (laughs) it all
2: the way down. So that's like the extreme example of just discount after discount and it cheapens the brand cheapens the experience and lowers the credibility and trust somebody has with some with a, with uh you know, a brand they've never heard about on the internet. So Patrick, you're speaking with people that are already, that have already spoken with Matthew. They're already somewhat in a position where it's like, Hey, we, they at least have a foundation here there's potential they can do something. So your view is a little bit, you know, you're, you're speaking with uh, a percentage of total e-commerce owners. So mm-hmm. what I want to do is rewind even a few steps back from that and ask you, Matthew, what are some of the things that you identify um, as problems or issues to where you wouldn't even necessarily, you know, get them set up with an audit with Patrick and move them forward. Like, is that um? is that normally a mindset thing when they're just not at all in a position to move forward? And maybe if we can kind of identify that and vocalize that, you know, it might help somebody avoid, uh, you know, a bad mindset around growth or positioning or something, but what are some of the things that you're looking at in terms of like our first touch point with an e-commerce business that would either say, yes, let's, let's keep moving. Let's keep exploring this or. Or is there a common theme of you saying like, no, you got to go look at this
3: first. Yeah. Great question. So I think, yeah, I think the big thing for individuals coming on a phone call with, you know, with our agency, any agency in general is going to be just being open-minded to the process, um, and, and being aware that, you know, there, there could be, you know, it, it could happen that maybe, maybe we can't help but they need to be open to it and just going through the process and allowing us to dig into data, ask questions, and really find out where they actually are with the business. And, um, yeah, I mean, I used the word many times, but just being open to the process, answering questions, allowing us to dig deep enough to, to really see where they're at currently and where they want to go with the business is going to be a, a, a big thing for us to identify um and we see people that come in that you know have large businesses doing a couple hundred thousand a month we see businesses that are coming through that are just starting out some are at you know the 30 40 50k range but no matter what if it's big medium small it it, it really comes down to um looking at the data and seeing if it's something that that we really feel our team is going to be um ready to take on and and scale cool oh, man
2: perfect and then uh, looping back to you, Patrick, unless you had something else to say, I had a, another thought. Sounded like you're about to say something, but oh, go ahead. go ahead. Okay, yeah, no worries. So I know another thing that you've seen before and you vocalized to our team is like this idea that people are like in terms of messaging, positioning, you know, how they're portraying themselves on the website, I feel like you've seen a little bit of a pitfall where there's these people who have awesome stories and they're not sharing it for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's enough of a springboard for you to talk about what you were describing the other day in our team meeting, Um, but I just feel like there's, whether it's, it's fear of looking like they're a small company or what, but there's a certain amount of like, they're shooting themselves in the foot because they're not actually showing up as a person. They're trying to be something different, you know, and that just creates awkwardness.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember even like when we started our business, like initially, when we we're, you know, I was calling from an Alaska number, and it was like the three of us in this little teeny room, and people would be like, either they think it was awesome that we're from Alaska, or like, how the heck can we know anything about advertising? But there was like this pressure, even for us back then, to like have a very professional looking website very like i i mean i remember just like my email correspondence if i look back at my emails from like four or five years ago just like so proper and like nice to people <laughs> and like it's not really have people talk but anyways getting outside of emails for for like selling on your site i, I feel like i've seen again, again this like interesting dynamic where a lot of people who are like the real deal that are really passionate about it especially this is very common i feel like when people have done like brick and mortar stores already, or they're just like someone who actually cares has a great cause that their business is for. Maybe they're just like really passionate about giving people opportunities around them or there's a whole, I mean, there's so many reasons why people have businesses, but let's lump all those people, like the good hearted people and say they're like the real deal. They tend to be the worst at self-promoting themselves online because that's not what their business is. Like they care about all the other things and like they tend to be like not super comfortable with that, which I totally understand. On the flip side of that, if you had a terrible product and all you were there to do was like make as much money as possible, you didn't you didn't care about like lifetime value. You're just trying to get sales, sales, sales. Your entire business would be self promotion and looking good online. Um, so that's a dynamic that's in there that like we kind of have to like coach people through a lot. I think of just kind of like easing up and like it's okay to you know let people kind of know who you are. I think there's that part of it. And then the other side of it too is like, for some reason, I think a lot of times, well, like I I know the reason actually, it's just when you're going online, you know, uh, there's just like this, almost like this pressure to like pretend like you're like this big soulless company that you're not. I felt that with like us before. And certainly for like people starting off businesses, like I think in in people's mind adds legitimacy and really what like in, in reality, every time that you're like open and like kind of like real with people or like show that you're like people love buying from people people love supporting small businesses like people love that stuff and the more that you can kind of show that I think for most small businesses that's like their biggest attribute and like I'm a big believer in like not hiding that you know and like making it like very evident when someone gets to your site they just have a second you know you want to like hook them in with products that are that are solid and like you, you everything's kind of based around that to some degree but I, I think if you know if you're a, 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 a you know a sole business owner or like a small company like show it like right away you know
2: yeah 100% and it's so I yeah it is a huge temptation like you said we did it ourselves all the time and I don't know what exactly the pressure is but it's definitely there like you said, like, I think that's the great, um, that's a great way to put it. It's like they're putting out their best impression of like a soulless company because that's what they've seen as being like successful. But then you're shooting yourself in the foot because you're not telling your story. You're not creating that person to person connection. And then it just looks mm-hmm. like, you know, it just looks like you're some random fake site selling crappy products. <laughs> but if you add to it, you know, that's really what changes it. When you add the story, when you have the full narrative of who you are as a brand, it really, really helps.
0: So totally. just to, uh,
2: kind of to recap kind of some of the things we talked about in terms of common issues. You know, one thing is, you know, using the wrong objective when you're launching your campaigns. A lot of people go for traffic because, you know, you get traffic or engagement because you get a lot of eyeballs for really cheap. Um, but you don't wanna build your business on cheap data. So you gotta run with the right objectives, things like conversion campaigns, things like DPAs, dynamic product ads. These are all uh, optimized for purchase conversions. And so even if the purchases aren't happening right away, you're still building it on high quality data, and that's gonna lay the foundation for you to scale. And then taking that a step further, it's actually gonna give you the ability and the data you need to get the amount of touch points uh, to get someone to know, like, and trust you enough to actually purchase. So that's kind of what we're looking at in terms of ad creation and setup. And then, you know, as far as some of the things that Matthew, you shared, it's like, you got to be open to doing things differently. If, if it's not working and you just want to continue doing what's not working, like nobody can help you. <laughs> so just <laughs> be open and, and coachable, you know, if you need outside help, you know, go go find a good agency. There's lots of good agencies out there. We're yep. one of them, but there's there's many. Um, but you got to be open to doing the process correctly if you want to scale your
1: e-commerce brand. Let's bring this full circular, too, because we talked about what <laughs> Matthew's looking for and what Patrick's looking for in the audit a little bit. Patrick, what does it look like, then, if you see some gaping red holes where you know... <laughs> where you know we can come in and just crush it for them what's it look like then what are you telling people like the next steps are when you're laying out the plan and kind of like getting going with us
0: um yeah I mean everyone's like starting a little bit different so there's not like a you know like a one-size-fits-all I mean after we kind of assess like what's I I mean we try and like weight it on like what's important right now because I think you always got to be kind of aware that it's easy to drown in opportunity, especially if you're like at a smaller level, there's so many different things that you could do. I think that I'm, you know, a huge believer in kind of like action producing clarity. And so, yeah, we, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about like the exact next steps in terms of like setting up the onboarding call and stuff like that. Or what, 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 what exactly are you asking?
1: Yeah, dude, I was just saying like, Hey, just give me an example of someone that you audited their account. They have some stuff, Mac, like make, Mixed up in there, you know they're trying to get to a certain goal, but they're never gonna get there if they don't do these certain things. I was just curious, you know, what are you telling them? What are those things they need to do? Because I know you tell gotcha. people like whether you hire us or not, this has to happen, and say yeah. you hire us, this is how we're gonna handle it, and you know you could go into the next steps in detail if you want. Yeah, even just an yeah.
0: I mean, honestly, like this isn't exactly. I don't know if this is exactly where you're going, but. A lot. I mean, most of my calls, it, it, like the reality is, is like Facebook, there's complications. It's not rocket science though. And like a lot of people's issues in there is just like there's structural stuff that has to change which can be fixed. And that's, like, really the easy part, you know, laying out an action plan. Or I'm always, like, very, like, I'll give people as much as I can, like, as much information as possible, that if they're not quite ready to, like, go with us right now, they can at least take some stuff and do it. But really, though, like, that's the easy part. What I typically spend, like, more time talking about is, like, people's mindset. Because, like, that's the actual part that's, like, hard. I feel like that's the biggest, like, thing that's, like, a hurdle Matthew was kind of talking about this a second ago with people like being like open I mean what that kind of means is like like sometimes I I feel like after talking with like thousands of business owners I feel like it's like the biggest the biggest indicator that I see that someone's gonna kill it and be successful isn't even necessarily like their product or looking at their ad account usually it's like someone who understands what they like their strengths and weaknesses or what they do and don't know. Cause I'll talk to like a lot of people, this, this like kind of like this whole mindset, like a lot of people have no idea kind of like how you know basic funnel structure should go or funnels or facebook but they also at the same time have no idea that they have no idea if that makes sense <laughs> you know it's like i mean people just like put like all kinds of limiting beliefs i've heard people come in and like you know like they you know they've been super frustrated with their business or this has happened and like they have these broad conclusions you know either like agencies are you know all scam is terrible facebook doesn't work or my product's too expensive to sell on facebook or my product's too cheap to sell on Facebook. Or, like, I mean, there's so many different things, like, why they're, like, the people kind of come up with all these reasons and framework, and, you know, that's what that's what we do in life. You know, we kind of, like, build up, like, everyone's kind of walking around with, like, this lens that they make of just, like, that is inaccurate, but which is one thing to have that in your personal life. It's another thing with your business. You have to be able to, like, strip that away and see clearly, because it doesn't under, like, you can have all the reasons and the excuses and the limiting beliefs in your head, at the end of the day, though, that's going to manifest itself in like company success and like how you how well you do. So I feel like the best people are willing to like sit down and like be like when Math, Matthew's saying like be open to like a process and change. It's like being it, like open to like kind of be vulnerable for a second, pull that back and just like look at it clearly. You know, I think that's one of the things like the things that we do best as a team Regardless of like running the ad account, like, and I don't mean to sell us short, like we're really good at that aspect. but Like anyone can run the ad account, you know, like it's really it's more than just that I think. And I think when you look at a business and you just openly, like kind of like give yourself permission to Like really dive into like what your bottlenecks are specifically. I mean, we talk to people all the time where like their bottleneck might not even be their ad account. Like they didn't even know, but like they had an agency in there that like there was actually ads that were performing really well, and they had no idea, and they're just sitting around on a low budget. But their bottleneck is like inventory management, or their bottleneck. And there's so many different things. I think that that's kind of like what we're there to do is like uncover that, and then that kind of like dictates our next steps in terms of like moving forward and onboarding. But I feel like we, I I don't know, it's like an unspoken thing with our business because everything we talk about is based on ad accounts. But I feel like we offer so many services that go kind of beyond that. And I think that's like a big part of why we've had like such a huge success ratio
1: with clients. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant.
2: No, that's perfect. (laughs) That was
1: good, dude. Yeah.
2: Because it's such an important piece.
1: It you know. is. And it's a piece that keeps going once the client's on board, because we're always coaching them on other parts of their business, but as well as like coaching them on their mindset, of like, hey, we need to scale budget right now because of these reasons. So I feel like once they're in, it's kind of that ongoing push they need to continue scaling their brand.
0: Yeah, totally. Budget's like a great example, because you have like some people, how this plays in with mindset if someone is like negative towards the ask, like like they don't think it's going to work and they're like skeptical and like, but they're willing to kind of still get into the relationship. And you talk about like raising budget. We're talking about raising budget because like, you know, I've heard this example many times of like Facebook ads are very similar to buying sales. So once you validate a funnel, it's kind of like standing in front of a vending machine. And if you're putting a dollar in and you're getting five bucks out, it's kind of like how many times you want to do that. Like the obvious answer is like as many times as possible. Like you'd be a fool if you didn't do that. But where mindset comes into play is like well, have like you people can kind of come in and like if you have this negative mindset on it and you think it's not it's gonna not gonna work, it's like even just like scaling your ad spend, I've seen like a lot of resistance to that. Like why like like in in someone's mind, it's like, oh, the agency's asking for more money. It's like, no, we're not. We're trying to give you more money, you know? Like (laughs) there's so many things that like, I mean, that's just like one little area, but it's like people will bite themselves in the foot. Like it's right there. I'm like, man, I know that if if this was like my business and I was like, had your ad account, like I could scale this so quickly, but like people will just be very, very hesitant. And a lot of that I feel like boils down to like, kind of like this, like fear of the unknown. which is like a whole nother thing, which is why I think we're really, we're all across the board on our company. I think really big fans and believers in our clients, understanding what we're doing and understanding the process and like what we're trying to achieve, not just like looking at like one number at the end of the day, it's just row a ass, you know?
2: Cool. Very cool. Uh, Matthew, thanks for joining us. You may have hopped off already. He gets to go grab a little one, uh, no, we sprung this on you guys, but so appreciate your willingness to just jump in and be game to uh, <laughs> get put on the spot like this. I feel like it brings a lot of clarity to someone who's you know just in this crazy e-commerce world looking to grow business. You know the more lessons we can share, the more learning lessons we can share from experience, uh,
0: the less they have to go through by themselves. So thank you so much, you guys. Yeah, totally. Thanks.